What do you call two guys that were there when this happened? Back to return at Spurlock. Michael Spurlock at the 10. He's to the 20. He's to the 25. Spurlock 30 to the 40-yard line. We could see history. 50, 40 to the 30-yard line. Yeah. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run, Michael. Run. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. There you go. And that shotgun set. Three receivers left. Here's the snap, and the blitzer is picked up. Brady underneath. Caught ball, Evans. He has the record at the 11-yard line. Mike Evans becomes the first NFL player in league history to record a thousand yards or more in his first seven seasons and want to throw by Brady. Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, I'm looking again. Those up the middle. That's intercepted at the 30. Derek Brooks 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derek Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The dagger's in. We're going to win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out. He may run. Mahomes directly. Those toward the end. Battle of Intercepted. Picked off at the end zone. Bucks are going to beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White. What a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs. Welcome, everybody, to a happy, happy episode of the Salty Dogs podcast. <laughs> happy, happy, huh? A little lower sodium than usual, maybe? Yeah, maybe. Just a tad. Uh, I am Scott Smith. I am Jeff Ryan. And we are the Salty Dogs. Yes, we are. And we are feeling good this week for the first time in about a month. Yes, I am certainly glad we won because I'm... As you can tell by my voice, I, some I got something. I don't you know what. It, yeah, I don't know if it's purple diabungi. I don't know, but we'll. Uh, <laughs> well, you still sound good. Well, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of the brains of the operation, and you're the voice. Uh, that's right. You are the brains of the operation. <laughs> yes. Uh, so the Buccaneers beat the Titans twenty to six. Yes, they did. Fabulous defensive performance. I wonder where that team's been. Yeah, uh, I think they played aggressively. I think mm-hmm. that was part of it. Yep. Um, some people had been calling for, you know, wondering why we were playing like 70% zone, uh-huh. uh, considering that we have some good outside press man corners. Yep. Uh, and Coach Bull's explanation, which is understandable, has been, yes, we do have some good press man guys, but if we play zone coverage, then we have a couple other guys that that's not perfect for. Correct. And so it's it's risky, I guess, is the yeah. way you would put it. Well. But um, Jamel Dean said they played more press man and you could see that in this game and that was good for him he said he likes that because yeah. it gives you more chances to make plays rather than letting them happen in front of you in they, the they certainly played aggressively yeah and they held deandre hopkins to three catches on tw- for 27 yards oh. <laughs> jamel dean got him got in his way downfield several times um so they didn't hit the big play no not at all uh it was just a really nice performance in the pass rush was there uh you know f- uh, four sacks is one thing, but 13 quarterback hits, yeah. that's a ton. I like the moving, moving around of the players. I like the fact of bringing people in that, that don't always come in. We used all six of the offense of the outside linebackers yeah. on the roster and all six of the down linemen, defensive linemen. We used all 12 of those guys in that game. Yeah, crazy. Uh, Marquise Watts was active for the first time. Played very well. He had 11 snaps, and you could probably picture the big one, mm-hmm. the last one probably, yeah. where he hit Will Levis as he threw forcing a kind of a pop fly, pop deep, fly, yeah. pop fly deep into center field that, Oh my God. Did, did you yes, see that? The by Buffalo the way? game. Yeah. Where the catch. Sorry to stop here, foot. but Cortland Sutton's catch yeah. looks, it looks impossible even now. Yeah. And it has, according to next gen stats, it has, it was the least probable catch ever. No, since like 2019, um, something like a 1.1% chance that he would catch it or something like that. Yeah. It, it it was the least 
it topped what had been the, the best one, the least probable one. in. I think they started this in 2016, and the least probable catch they had recorded was Russell Wilson to uh, Tyler Lockett in 2019 against uh, the Buccaneers. If you can recall that play, which is just another incredible, how did he get his toes in? Yeah. The ball, for, the ball when Cortland Sutton, Sutton caught that ball was a yard out of bounds already. It's, it's just insane that, it, that it, it's incredible. Yeah, that's called concentration. Anyway, speaking of concentration, I have forgotten what I was talking about. Well, you kind of saw the shiny penny and off you went. <laughs> uh, I think I was talking Marquis Watts, right? Yes, yeah, 11, 11 snaps. So, you know, it's, it's comical in retrospect. It was frustrating at the time, and it could have made a big difference if the game's closer, but I think we dropped four potential interceptions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes guys were running into each other and that's why i'm salty no i'm serious it was like seriously you could blow this game wide open and um those are missed opportunities and even though you win sometimes you have to look look at us we come off of a four-game losing streak and we win complaining. And, and i'm complaining that's that is called sports talk right here right now you <laughs> I know takes, I takes. just you know well, let me- but in fairness though four opportunities like that I'd say at least two of them should have been definitely interceptions. Because uh, the other ones are there is there was one that was like, eh, I can understand why he didn't get it. But uh, here here's what I think you maybe are trying to say is that if we were to not capitalize on four interception opportunities this this coming weekend in San Francisco, we're in big big trouble. Yeah, you can't yeah. afford that, right? It turned out we could afford it because we were pretty much dominating that game. Thank you. That's exactly what I mean. Uh, especially the one in the end zone. Although, I will say, so it's like Dean and I think Winfield both uh-huh. going for the ball, yep. and Dean has it, and he's going down. And actually, the receiver kind of swatted at mm-hmm. it. I, I, was it Hopkins? It's like it's just aggressive playing. So I I kind of excuse that one. Um, but anyway, because if it would have been a Tennessee Titan guy trying to catch the ball, then you would be really happy that he did that. <laughs> so there's that. So the Buccaneers. Defense has those 13 quarterback hits, mm-hmm. most in game since like 2019 for us. Yeah. Uh, Ten tackles for loss, which included, a gosh, at least four or five on Derrick Henry. Yeah. He was averaging like four yards a carry per game. Four yards a carry per game? Or rather, <laughs> I told you, I don't feel that good. <laughs> I'm going to have to lead the way. Yeah, lead the lead. You're lead saying up. he came into the game. Game. Averaging four, four point, point yeah four yards four point four yeah and he was held to two point four mm-hmm. something like that yeah and he actually lost four yards on he, his only catch he did so he had twenty yards from scrimmage his lowest since two thousand seventeen and that was the guy that everybody was concerned about for good reason yes we we were getting to him quickly and and we talked about this in the um, pregame interview that I did uh-huh. with with uh, Pat and Ronnie about how do they stop. Uh, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry. And part of it is gang tackling mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, you get there, you, you, he's bigger than you. Yeah. And you got to have a couple Ask guys. Levante David how you tackle him. <laughs> but uh, I said on in that interview, I'm like, I think one of the key things is just to hit him quickly mm-hmm. before he can get, get into steam. that second level yeah. because then he accelerates so fast and really becomes alone. Yeah. I mean, isn't this some – I'd have to ask my son. There's some kind of physics I'm sure formula here with sure mass times acceleration yeah. or mm-hmm. mass times speed. Every action, there's a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> so multiple guys – I can remember uh, Joe Tryonshenka doing it once. Uh-huh. I think Levante did it once. Maybe Yaya did it once. Were able to beat their blocker off the snap 
and knifed through and hit Derrick Henry when he was still in the backfield. Yes. And he hasn't, A, he hasn't picked up any steam at that point, and B, you were commonly hitting him from the side. Mm -hmm. So he's not running over you. So it was just, it was a fantastic performance by the run. Speaking of Yaya, happy to see him have a good game. Uh, He got in. Yes. Part part of that was apparently after listening to Coach Bowles yesterday is that, and I didn't really know this, that Yaya is like one of our strongest OLBs, mm-hmm. which is not hard. To, if you see this guy's physique, it's he's not got, hard to believe. He's got very long arms. He's got long arms. And so, very strong hands. Yes. And good good scouting report. I'm going to give you a little tidbit. He did uh, Buck's uh, total access a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, you it's talked about it, that. Right? But he, the whole time he was doing hand ex- with really? a ball. Yeah. He had, it looked like uh, silly putty in his hand. And he was just <laughs> going like this for an hour. Switching hands, okay. just, and the reason for that was to strengthen his fingers. Multitasking. Yes. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. Probably relieve some stress while he's at it. Which we got a little stress <laughs> balls. Mine's already worn out. <laughs> um, he played the second most snaps of all the OLBs, which is not normal because usually it's Shaq and, and Joe, right. or one and two. Mm-hmm. Yaya played more than Joe by like three snaps um, because the – they say he's one of the better run stoppers. Right. So that's why he was out there a lot. But then he made the most of it with a sack, two quarterback hits, and two tackles for loss. Um, I got to think that's just going to continue to earn him more playing time. But and it's an and it's nice because you can keep guys fresh. You know, yeah. by moving. Oh yeah. Moving it, and that is something that they've been talking about that they wanted to do, so you can play aggressively the entire game. I was getting a little concerned because almost in the. Uh, First quarter, uh, time of possession was way in uh, the Titans' favors, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. It, it wasn't it by ends, the end. By the end, it evened out. But was getting a little concerned how long the Buck defense was out there. And it was a hot day. It was, yeah, it sure was. It, you know, November in in Florida, you don't really have fall because it was like 80-some <laughs> degrees. It was 84 at the, snap, at yeah. the uh, kickoff, unbelievably. Which is unusual. I think it's like the 70s is usually the average. You know, yeah, I think that was a little hotter used, than expected. Used to be. So, um, Marquise Watts, we were talking about, he played 11 snaps, mm-hmm. as I said. Yep. And he was active. See, the Bucks have six OLBs on the roster. Um, that's the first time since Todd has been here that we've had that many on the roster at once. But they just thought they had too much talent to risk losing any of it. Sure. But they generally only keep five of them active on game day, and the guy that's been the odd man out has been Marquise Watts. Uh, but this time, you know, Carlton Davis was out. We brought up Keenan Isaac, cornerback from the practice squad, to kind of take his spot amongst the corners. Uh-huh. But then also defensive back, probably more corner than safety, Josh Hayes was out due to a concussion. And there wasn't another defensive back to keep active. In, unless they had elevated another one, which they did not. And so they had a spot available for Marquise Watts. So they kept all six of them and used all six of them, and it went really well. Asked about his performance on Monday, Todd Bowles praised Marquise Watts for what he did, and he's like, and, and said that he had earned a shot to play and when the opportunity arose because he was given Luke Gedeke and Tristan Wirfs fits on the practice field right. in recent weeks. And so somebody said, well, did he earn another shot? And uh, Ty's just said it's possible. Yeah, it's it's probably going to come down to again to inactive numbers. Sure, you, you may not always be able to keep six of them active, but the, they found a way in this game, and the results were good. I could even see potentially maybe maybe Marquise Watts might get active one game instead of say Cam Gill 
the only difference there is Cam Gill's one of our core special teamers. Right. So probably not, but I guess it's possible. And see, those are the those are the little things that you have to think about is guy needs to play on special teams. Yeah. And you and the way the way games are going now, special teams are like Saw that last night. <laughs> that was hilarious. I'm sorry, that was hilarious. Twelve guys on the on the guy oop. misses the kick, but yeah. you have twelve guys on the field and he gets oop. another shot. You, how do you think that? I wonder how they decided who is the guy. Well, let was, me ask you this: Was that twelfth guy on the field offensive coordinator Ken Dorsey? It wasn't, right? No. I Yet somehow yeah. Ken Dorsey is the fall guy today. Yeah. Gets fired from a team that ranks seventh in yards and eighth in points so far. They this fired year. him. Yeah, they fired Ken Dorsey today. Really? Uh-huh. I miss that. They're, they're averaging two points per game fewer than last year. It, instead of 28.2, it's like 26.2. So they have, they, they have this guy the whole the whole time, right? And they're happy, 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 and then 12, and then boom, he's gone? Here's what I would say. In the middle of the season? I, there's a lot to that, and we're probably some of it we don't know and may never know. But So Brian Dayball was their offensive coordinator when they managed to turn Josh Allen from an inaccurate – Yes. Guy who likes to run to into a, a top superstar. Yes. I mean, a great quarterback. Yes. And so Dayball leaves to go coach the Giants. And that's going really well. <laughs> well, it did last year. He it won did. coach of the no, year. I know. But, but that's what I'm saying. Here's the guy, right? Did he get oh. stu- did, did he become stupid all of a no. sudden? I well, know. Daniel Jones was bad, and then he got hurt. Well, I understand that, but that's what I'm saying. No, I agree with a you. A guy's a coach of the year. This year, they're losing. Everybody got got to get a new head coach. I mean, you, you no. just you don't become that. I hope that doesn't happen to him because that yeah. wouldn't be fair. They're playing with somebody named Tommy DeVito at quarterback because hey, also Tyra Taylor you gotta, got hurt. You got to love Tommy DeVito. Might not be the brightest bulb in the Christmas tree because he uh, actually tweeted out, that he lives at home yeah. with his parents, which is nice. It makes sense because it's very close yeah. to the stadium. But his mom still makes his bed. I know. That's the part He's he didn't need to share. 25 years old. Probably shouldn't have shared that. Listen, my mom made my bed till I was 21, okay? She did? No. Okay. Of course not. I made my own bed. My mom did my laundry, though, till when I was 21. Wow. Because I was in and out so much. But, yeah. In yeah, my house. People would say, why are you living at home? I got a home-cooked meal. You know, come and go as I please. It's pretty good. But no. In my it, house, it was my mom and my sister, my uh, older sister. Right. Just got married. And um, I remember this story. Uh, one of the chores that I never did into my teens was ironing. Oh, I can iron. I, I can, too. I, I've done that for but a long time. My mom would do it, or my sister would do it. Uh, and then at one point, I think my sister, Deb, was like, why don't you do iron your clothes? And I tried this. I'm like, I don't know how to iron. And she goes, anybody can iron. It's easy to iron. You yeah. just do this. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, she called me on that. So from then on, I had to be involved in the ironing, which was fair, but wasn't yeah. what it like. I don't remember. Well, you, you 13, 14-year-old yeah, boy wanted to do. You need to know these skills. But if you're a quarterback for the New York Giants, probably best not to say, hey, you know. <laughs> Mom's making the bed. Mom, my mom didn't make my bed, she, but she did want beds made in yes. her house. So we, I made my bed. But as soon as I left, I stopped making my bed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't make my bed. Well, anymore. you know, if you want to feel good about yourself, if you make your bed first thing in the morning, you have a feeling of accomplishment. I've heard that. Yes. I still don't want to do it. I don't. But what do I know? I'm just, I'm just trying to get through. <laughs> um, so, anyways. So they so, fire. Yeah. So They're Brian so, Dayball they and then fire. Okay. Ken, everybody loved Brian Dayball. Yeah. Ken Dorsey takes over. Their offense last year was just as good as good. it was the yeah. year before, but still nobody liked Ken Dorsey. And, and and it was more because they're not winning as many games. Right. Their offense this year isn't quite as good as last year, but it's pretty darn close. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And, but but they're losing. 
So he becomes the fall guy, in my opinion. Now, there could be well, – maybe he doesn't get along with Josh Allen or Stephon Diggs or something. I don't know. Well, I, yeah. It's, well, you know, it, they talk about players getting cut and this and that anymore now. I mean, coaching staffs are, you know, you – I mean, he goes into the game not thinking, oh, I'm, after this game's over with, I'm going to be out of work, you know. Did, and the guy they promoted to be the interim OC yeah. is Joe Brady, who, if I'm not mistaken, was the OC under Matt Rule in Carolina – who got fired during the season. I was just going to say that look went well. Got fired by Rule during the yeah. season, and then, of course, Rule got fired. Well, but wasn't year. it wasn't he part of uh, – because the head coach of the Bills was with the Panthers when they were good. Oh, yeah, there's a total Bills-Panthers yeah. connection. Okay. Bo- both both uh, Bean, mm-hmm. the GM. Yeah. Uh, I don't want – it's not Billy Bean because that was the – No, that was the A's. But, uh, yes, you're and, correct. And McDermott were, came directly from the Panthers. Is it Jeffrey Bean? No. Oh, okay. Sean, maybe? I don't know. Well, these things are not hard to look up. No. Anyway, um, what were we talking about? We were talking about how you go to a game and you're employed, and then after the game's over, you're the fall guy and you're out of work. <laughs> I hope that never happens to one of us. <laughs> I mean, that's, one day I'm a salty dog. Next, I'm just plain salty. I got I got the. Um, I think I got the score wrong uh, in my game story in the ball in the Buffalo game. Really? And it wasn't caught for a little while. Like I think I might have put it as twenty four sixteen when we read twenty four eighteen. Yeah. But I didn't get fired for it though. Not yet. There was a little bit of a hey, we need to do a better job of checking, which is absolutely hundred percent oh, true. Did someone actually say that to you? Uh to everybody involved because there's people who post the story. There's but it's people. my fault. It's, it's not sh- their fault. But there are other people who are eyeballing it. They can look at it and if they caught it that would have been awesome. Yeah. But it's my fault. Or uh, it was my fault. That makes sense. It has made me look closer now. It's funny how when you make an error like that and it's and it's a, a simple one and it's one that you, you don't make because you're always knowing the score of the game. But when it happens, then you hone in on it. Yeah. It's like getting a speeding ticket. <laughs> you, for a while, you, ab- you abide by the speed limit. You do? No. Don't speak for both of us. No. Brandon Bean. Ah, uh, I was close. Yeah. Yeah, I think. No. What did you say, Brad? No, I no. said Jeffrey, but, it's, oh, Jeffrey. but I had Bean. <laughs> I said Bean first. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Anyway. So anyway. How did we get to Tommy DeVito well, anyway? because here's how it works. You're <laughs> watching the Bills game. It's on TV. <laughs> the OC gets fired. And we were talking about who the old OC used to be, who was with the Giants. And he was coach of the year, but now he's losing and okay. he's having issues because he has a guy named DeVito as his quarterback. So I think we're 20, what, 20, 25 minutes into this podcast? Uh, 17, but it just felt like 25 <laughs> minutes. Um, we have not yet talked about Mike Evans, who no. was pretty much the story of the game. Well, there's two stories of the game were there was the stifling defense there was, and Mike Evans. There was that, oh, that blankety-blank Mike Evans. Well, I would and never then say there, that. Fans, okay. okay, okay, and then there's the oh, Mike Evans, you know, you know, you got to catch that ball, really. Really, I know, uh, I know. love when people say that you yeah. got to catch, like yeah. he doesn't know. I, I did like his answer on that though, uh, it was, whether it's real or not. I think he was just joking. I think he was. It was too. pretty good though. But I did, you know, got a little too cocky. He was trying to decide what fan I was going to give the ball to. <laughs> this because if you don't know, when he catches a touchdown, if you're wearing a number thirteen jersey, you got a good chance of getting and in the end a ball. Zone. Yes. He can't be in, like, upper deck. No. Wouldn't that be cool, though, if he just t- fired it up yeah, the upper deck and went yeah, right to a guy yeah. in a 13 jersey? And the guy actually caught it. <laughs> oh, that'd be awesome. Sounds like a pipe dream. There but Mike Evans finishes the game uh, with six catches for 143 yards and a touchdown, but it was a roller coaster. Great. Um, it was, you know, this is another thing where you talk about how people were clamoring for us to play more uh, press man on uh-huh. defense. Well, after that game in Houston, 
despite the fact that we scored 37 points, mm-hmm. it seemed like the ball was going to Rashad White and right. Kay Otten yeah, yeah. instead of Mike and Chris. Well, I mean. Sometimes it's what the defense is giving It's exactly right. You, and then Mike did end up catching 87 yards worth. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it, that's, it's not sometimes. It's always what the defense is. Sure. And looking back at some of the plays on this one, it looked like they were not frequently bracketing Mike with double teams. Right. Like, think of, think of his touchdown catch. Mm-hmm. They played cover three, uh, a zone defense where you got two safeties in a corner splitting the field in the back end three ways. You know, three three portions, right, right middle, left. And um, he ran off the line to the left. He ran what NFL Next Gen Stats called an in route. If so, it was a very deep breaking in route. But he kind of ran real close around to the outside of, of the first corner. And then he was accelerating towards the uh, the next corner, Christian Fulton, who had a lot of coverage on him in that game, and it didn't go well. No. And then he makes his kind of sharp cut. And Baker on the play, it was one of those more longer developing plays. Um, coach, uh, offensive coordinator Dave Canales says they want to get the ball out within 2.7 seconds. If not, then the quarterback probably has to move. Right. Um, that one yeah. kind of fell in between, and he had enough. He Baker, let's see, he threw it. Time to throw 3.37 seconds, Ooh. which is well more than 2.7. It's if a second wa- more. If you watch the little play here, um, Baker, when he's when he's trying to buy time and he's he's moving around in the pocket, he tends to keep his feet moving, mm-hmm. uh, which is probably what he's taught. And he did that. He kind of bounced back a little bit, bounced just a little bit forward. Mike was not his first read on the play. His first read, I think, was Chris out to the left. But he saw him, and Mike got separation by making a nice cut. Uh-huh. And then and Christian Fulton reacted quickly and got back to him but, and was there when the ball arrived was able to wrap him up, but then Mike just kind of turned around and carried him in. That, that was a Mike all-stop play. <laughs> That's what I thought. Is that what you thought? Yeah, of? because you know how Mike would carry guys in or bulldoze them over, you, and and uh, Mike Evans was not going to be denied. Well, you you just connected the two greatest touchdown scorers in team history. See that? See how that worked? Um, yeah, and that was fantastic because uh, I, I, my point in all that was Mike was not facing a lot of double teams, I don't think, and he... He and Baker took advantage. Baker uh-huh. looked to him all day. Right. He had four catches of over 20 yards. Right. That's a huge day it's right there. big day. Big day. He had the 43-yarder where, um, you know, it was just a go route where he got behind the guy and Baker yeah. saw him and got it to him. But it, when you're watching that play unfold, at least us in the press box, the ball was in the air and Mike wasn't looking back yet. Uh, he was just trying to get his separation and then look. So right. uh, <laughs> he did look back finally and had to, um, and I had, before he looked back, you know, you just, things blurt out of your mouth. Right. right? I see it developing. I'm like, turn around, Mike, you know, and <laughs> he heard you. <laughs> and then he did turn around in time, barely, and had to make like a, a really impressive sliding catch. And the guy sitting next to me in the press box in the PR department says, boy, you told Mike to turn around at just the right time. Yeah. <laughs> did, did, I mean, do you say it loudly? Probably louder than I should. Really? Ooh, that's not a yell or anything, but uh-huh. just kind of like. Turn around, Mike. So yeah. anybody in the row near me or in front of me or behind me would hear it. it. It's yeah. probably irritating. I, I know I sometimes get irritated with other people blurting out things in the press box. Uh-huh. But you can't control your enthusiasm, so to speak. For instance, uh, on that, there was definitely, after that last game in Houston, the Bucks defense looked so bad, right? Right. Although for much of the season, it's been pretty good. Been very good. Kept them in games. But... 
start this game, their first play is a 15-yard reception. Yeah. Their second play is a 15-yard direct snap run. They move right down the field on their first drive, and there's chirping sure. about how bad the defense is. Uh-huh. And then in retrospect, if you wait, you realize by the end of that game, this is a masterful defensive performance. It was. And we maybe shouldn't pass judgment. But I'm guilty of the same thing. Well, see, what I, you know, the first series, uh, I, I'd never get concerned with our defense the first series because I always figure they, they, they it's like a warm-up for them. Okay. You know, the first series to them, and they, they give it up. They, you know, they give it, and then hold them to a field goal. Right. And when they hold them to a field goal, I go, okay, we're fine. Okay. We just need Fair it. Enough. We let them march down the field, but. You know, we got it together. We're now figuring out what they're doing. And the red zone defense and, is and saving tr- us. Yeah, and they're trying to figure out what they're doing because the offense already has those scripted plays, so they already know where they're going immediately as soon as it starts. Right. I wonder it, if there's, the... no, there's no real thought process. It's one, play two, play three. You know where you're going. I wonder if the red zone defense has been better than the defense overall. And really, I'm acting like we're we're yeah. sitting in a reliever. It's not sitting yeah. in a reliever. It's the same players. Right, right. It's just the defense that they play in the red zone compared to the rest. But it's also harder when the red zone because the field shortens. Well, that's everything closes in. Specifically yeah. in our case. But but how much better we are compared to other teams between the red zone defense and the rest of the field? Is there? A, is we're there number a, one in the league. Is there? Oh, there is in, a stat in, on that. In touchdowns allowed. Okay. Also, I could probably look up plays. Sure. There, there's a lot of good numbers for how good we are have been in the red zone. And I wonder if it's just, like you said, it's condensed. Yeah. I, well, I think it has to be. But I mean, that's, that's the case for everybody. Not right. everybody has such a huge split between how well they play in the red zone and not. Right. So maybe the, because it's condensed, it forces the defenders to play tighter mm-hmm. it, rather than some of this off-ball Zone we've been playing. Right. Even if you're playing zone, you have to play closer, yeah. and then our playmakers can make more plays. I wonder. Yeah. No. I, no. I, you're, I think you're right. No question. So, uh, any case, you're 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 absolutely right. You hold them to a field goal, and the red zone defense is number one in the league um, in terms of touchdowns allowed per red zone drive. They did it again in this game twice, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Could have had the pick in the end zone on the play we discussed, but they still held them out, held them to a field goal. I mean, and, uh, I'm yeah. sure I had a point with all that. Well, that the defense started it out. Oh. You were worried or concerned. There was chirping in the press box like, oh, here we go You're again. You're doing a lot of recapping today. Well, I'm trying to help you out. Yeah. Um, but then let's go back to Mike. Yeah. We were talking about Mike. We've definitely not told that whole story. Obviously, he was very determined to get into the end zone because on the previous drive, after he had made that really good sliding catch for 43 yards down to the eight. Two plays later, he was wide open. Baker hit him, and, and he just dropped it. Yeah. I mean, can't say anything. Everybody saw it. We saw He dropped it. It's going to happen from time At to time. At that point, did you think he needed that touchdown? Yeah. I did, too. And yeah. I just want him to keep scoring because it's so much fun. Every time he scores a touchdown, he moves up. A, he moved up to 16th in this case. Uh-huh. Tied Andre Reid, I think. Yeah. Um, next guy in his sights would be Don Maynard. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe, I don't remember. Maybe he already caught Maynard. In any case, um, he just keeps doing it. It's awesome. Also, he's now at 737 yards with eight to go. Yeah, that's so, crazy. Knock on wood, barring any reason he would miss games. Should have it during the first catch. He, first catch. Did you say eight yards or did you say? No, I said he's at 737 yards. Uh-huh. And I'm, I'm talking about him getting to 1,000 okay. for the 10th time in a row to start his career and to tie Randy Moss for the second longest streak of any kind at any point in a career behind only Jerry Rice. Wow. Um, and you go into every season 
a little bit worried that this is the year where things won't go his way and this mm-hmm. is the year he'll end up with 920 yards or something. Yeah. But he's at 737 with eight games to go. So I think we're going to be able to relax. Maybe he'll get them all in San Francisco. <laughs> I think so we'll win. Huh? If he gets 263 yards, awesome. I think we're going to win the game. I, that'd be so awesome. Um, that's a that's a tough defense. Yeah, I understand. No, and they didn't, you know, they, then they keep adding to it. So that's a whole other story. I'm just looking at this note on the screen yeah. about Baker Mayfield being expected to play at the 49ers. Yeah, well, the, I didn't think that was an issue. Well, yeah, you know, because anytime you hit your every time, thumb, yeah, it, that's always going to be the question mark, question mark, question mark. Um, we also need to talk about um, Tristan Wirth picking up a fumble and hopefully going for a touchdown. <laughs> he wanted it, didn't he? Oh, he he. We uh, had him on Bucks Total Access yesterday. Oh, good. You need to listen to him talk about that. So exciting! And the best part was Ellie Marpet. When he goes, how did it feel to have the ball in your hand running? Because you know? like, that's the offensive lineman's dream, right? Yeah. Picking it up, going, right? right? He, he, and so Allie asked him, he goes, what were you thinking of, you know, falling on the ball? And Tristan's like, no, no, scoop and go. There is no question that I was going to fall on the ball. I wanted, I wanted it. Well, it was kind of, it wasn't like it was in a big scrum six yards behind the line of scrimmage. Right. You know? It was kind of sitting there in the open field. Yeah, he was disappointed that, uh, you know, one guy got him, you know. It wouldn't have mattered. I understand because you can't advance it. In the but, last two minutes of but, either half. But, but still, he, he was he, – he, you can't have that. You can't have a, you know, <laughs> a little guy great. get you. That would be great. But uh, makes me think of the time years ago, probably around 2000 or something like that, where do you remember Todd Washington, the offensive mm-hmm. lineman? Um, Played with us and then uh, went to the Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, he, there was a bouncing kickoff and he was one of the middle guys on the kickoff return and it went to him. Um, and instead of getting just like, he ended up getting like 20 yards or something. It was just like running over yeah, dudes. Yeah. You remember that play? Yeah. I mean, that, that is, that's your pipe dream. You know, big man gets to run, you know, <laughs> that was fun. They were talking about how fast they can run. And, uh, uh, actually Tristan's pretty fast. Well, of course he's, he is. He's, yeah. he's an insane athlete in so I know. many ways. Well, that, but it's crazy. How, it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how fast he is. So, because, uh, you know, now they know their speeds. And that's that's something that, you know, we see on the TV because they post them. And uh, they're all very excited about that. But I thought he had a really, really good game. Um, also, I thought it was interesting, uh, Vita Vea uh, getting his sack and his helmet sideways. And then the, the picture of him. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I mean, it, that should, I mean, honestly, that should be on the tower wall at Raymond James Stadium <laughs> on the, the outside. Just a mask over then. And, <laughs> and, you know, we play smash mouth football. You know, that's, that's the type of. That sack was funny because. He came off the edge. It was on third down, and it made them kick a field goal. Uh-huh. And he, he came off the edge, and uh, Coach Bowles described why that happened. Because they sometimes put him out there, but then they stunt with whoever's to his inside. Mm-hmm. And he still ends up rushing from the inside. And apparently, it, 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 it was like he was around the edge in no time, right? Apparently, according to Todd, who obviously watched the film, their tackle reacted under the assumption that this was another stunt. Right. Where he called it a game. And then they just didn't. They said, no, just rush around just the edge. Just go. And it ended up being a really short corner for him. But he grabs the Will Levis by his jersey with both hands. It's almost like he just kind of gently swung him to the ground. Yeah, he just makes, get... There's no way this is a penalty. Yeah, I've got a hold of you. I'm going to place <laughs> you gonna down. I'm going to put you down here. Yeah. You just and lie down here for a second. No no flag. Don't. I'm not going to fall on you. But that I'm not going to was... hit you in the helmet. <laughs> I'm not was... going to hit you low. I'm not going to hit you high. Yeah. He'd. Uh... That was great. Yeah. 
But but anyway, it was funny how he came up with like that, and he you know bulked up his muscles. That was very good. <laughs> bulked up his muscles. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Flexed. Speaking of speed, mm-hmm. on his touchdown run, Rashad. Well, his touchdown catch and run. Yeah. On screen. Rashad get, White. Get Rashad White in the open space and look out. Yeah. Wow. He and, was only. He only had a 1.1% chance of scoring when he caught that pass according to next-gen stats. But uh-huh. he found Robert Haynes, he kicked out from center and gave him the key first block. Yep. And he ran behind it. And then he split two defenders, and then he outran two more defensive backs to get there. Uh, he reached a top speed of 20.7 miles per hour on that run. That's crazy. Which is the fastest he has run ever ever in the NFL. That's the fastest speed, top speed he's ever reached, which wow. I'm eager to tell him tomorrow yeah. in the locker room. Yeah. Um, it's funny. Look at this. Remi- There's the Cortland Sutton catch yeah. again. That's insane. A little reminiscent of, um, of Warwick Dunn in open space. That's kind of what I thought. He's so much play. bigger than Warwick Dunn. Well, yeah, I know. But I'm just talking about that particular type play. Just go. Warwick and, was fun, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, so that was that was good. I, I, I thought um, Dave Canales uh, had, play, had called a really nice game. You know. It was and and Baker ran it efficiently, mm-hmm. other than the one interception which he regretted. Well, yeah, but that was like a punt. I agree. You know, I mean, it was third down. I mean, you know, I don't accept the fact that he threw an interception. I don't accept that. However, if you're going to throw one, that's a good place on to third do. down from midfield when it's caught at the goal line and returned to like the seventeen. Yeah, if yeah, that, it's yeah. effectively a punt. Yes. Yeah, well, uh, that's he, how that's how I rationalized. The regret it. was apparently in re in rewatching it. Um, there was a the checkdown option that probably maybe would have got us in field goal position if it didn't mm-hmm. get the first down. So mm-hmm. you know, I can understand why he regrets it. But if that's your only regret from the game, it was a good game. I think he's been again. No complaints. I think he's been great. I, I have zero complaints. I'm I'm to the point now, and who knows what's going to happen? Shoot. Who knows what our record will be, where we'll be in the draft, nope. what, what we want to do, right. how much it costs, if it's possible, if he has other opportunities. But I'm at the point now where I'm hoping this isn't his only year here. Yeah. Well, you know, what's crazy is he's such a bargain. Right for, now, yeah. Sure. Yeah. I mean, considering that other than maybe some rookie quarterbacks with their dollars are a little less than him, you know, but. He's a steal considering what other people have paid for quarterbacks this year. Yeah, that's true. Well, think of what Daniel Jones was making. <laughs> think about what Carr is making. Oh, that's a great example. Yeah. Because you see Jameis come in, and you see sometimes that you stay some hill, and you're like, is, yeah. he, is he really playing better than those mm-hmm. guys? Yeah. You know, and then, uh, yeah. I mean, I was I was keeping an eye on that game for, know, obvious, reasons. for obvious reasons. And uh, I had flipped it over to uh, – just to just see the play-by-play going by, and I was watching it, and I see Jameis pinpoint throw, pinpoint throw, touchdown. I'm like, oh, he's hot, he's hot. And then interception. I went, okay, we're back. Okay. It was it was vintage, Jameis. Yeah. I think he threw two touchdown passes and maybe three two 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 picks. Yes, yes. Um, but it worked out for us because New Orleans lost. Uh-huh. Which is which is you know you don't you, the only reason why you look at it is because. You know, you're, you're always keeping an eye on the standings. But most important was I thought this was a game uh, for the Bucks to, to you know, I th- in hindsight, the Texans game doesn't bother me as much as it did because Whoa. with 41 seconds left, they came back on yeah, Cincinnati. Yeah, defense has to stop. I, well, I understand that. But apparently they're pretty good in that, no. in that situation. They're looking great. So to see the defense play as well as it did – and to to get that win, and then everything else fell into place because for the last week, 
everybody was writing this team off totally. And it's only one week. It's Well, it was nothing... four straight losses. Right. But you still had nine games left to play. So, you know, the story is not written. We're just going by week to week on highs and lows of, of where the team's at right now. Um, but you felt like you really needed this game um, because you're going up against, uh, you know, Fran San Fran right. in San Francisco. So, they, you know, the odds aren't in your favor there. But, well, we're you know 11 what? point yeah. underdogs. Oh, is that what it is yeah. now? Okay. Well, you got to play the game, though. I you know. know. So I'm not conceding defeat. You know, ask Dallas about how it goes against there. <laughs> yeah. That's I think is that still the weirdest result? That still is. I don't know. Maybe Indy scoring like forty points on Cleveland, whose defense had has been amazing most of the year. Yeah. Maybe well, that one. Well maybe maybe Miami putting seventy <laughs> on Denver and then next week having forty eight put on them and lose. Yeah. So I mean that I I was reading I saw something where I think five or six games came down to the last few seconds. Oh, no, I, I believe if you count last night, there were five walk-off field goals. Okay. so Which is an NFL record for a single week. Yeah. So, I mean, that's you start getting, the, you know, that's how close teams are right now. And, you know, everyone's talking about the NFC South that, well, you know, you could have a losing record and still win the division. Right now, if you look, there are more 500 teams than teams above 500, I bet. I'm just just looking, but if you look at the at at um, I don't know because I think eleven AFC teams are over five hundred. What you think? Something like that, that many? I'm gonna look at. Oh for my you. gosh! If they are, they're above five hundred by a game. Well, you Still. didn't really put that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna add that. There's, oh come on, oh, come on! You now. can't do that. All right, I won't. All right, how bad is in it? the AFC? Give me, give me, give me, give me. The teams over over five hundred are Miami. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Wait, Jacksonville, just out of Houston. Cur- okay, Jacksonville's what, six and three? Yeah. Kansas City. So there are okay. eight teams over five hundred. Right. There are another Buffalo, Indy, yeah. and Las Vegas are all five and five. So eleven of the sixteen teams are at or above five hundred. All right. I'll take it back. I just don't feel like there's any big 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 teams other than the Eagles right now. Well, I still think the Chiefs at seven and two. Uh-huh. Detroit's starting to look really good. Yeah, the yes, seven yes. and two. They won at the very end. That game was that crazy game. The Chargers scored a touchdown on all five of their on their each of their last five possessions and lost. Yeah, how is that possible? That is how the Chargers are. <laughs> yeah, That's just Chargers that, again. Today. That is, they will keep you. They they will. You know, keep you in the game until it's over with, and then they'll figure out a way to lose. Yeah. That has been their whole problem. I, I still, I, I rooted for the Chargers as a kid, and I still kind of residually root for them. Yeah. What is the NF, What is the uh, NFC on? Wins and losses? Yeah. The teams above 500 are Philly at 8-1, and one, Dallas, right. Dallas at 6-3. and three. So that's two. Uh, Detroit. Three. Minnesota. Four. What's Minnesota? Five six and five? and four. They've six. won five oh, in a row. Okay. okay, so that's four, right? And then San Fran and Seattle are six and three. Okay, so that's not so many. Yeah, no, it's definitely tilted to the AFC. Yeah, and it's it was supposed to be quite a battle, and it is. It's just that some of the teams, like Buffalo, at least from a win loss perspective, mm-hmm. are not doing as well as expected. While a couple of teams, like Houston, uh, especially of late, are doing better than expected. Well, maybe everyone's going by the Tom Brady theory. It, it all begins after Thanksgiving. I feel like 
I'm shocked that Las Vegas is five and five. I feel like their season has been a disaster. Well, they were they've lost three in a row. They, they no. were three. No, they've won two in a row. Right, but, since but they, they fired were, McDaniel's. Correct. So in the last two weeks, they went from that's a really bad team to they're five hundred. So <laughs> I still don't think they're very good. They have a negative. They have a negative thirty three net scoring differential. Uh-huh. But they figure out a way to win. Well, that's oh, like come on, come on. That's they like, play. You know who their last two games have been against? Okay, the Giants and the Jets. Yeah. Probably the two worst offenses in the NFL. But that's kind of like uh, Pittsburgh. Everybody's they grown. find a way to win. They, they. It's amazing how that's just old school football. You know, old they Mike Tomlin, man. Yeah, never had a losing record, right? Throw out the stats. That doesn't mean anything. There's only the only thing that matters is the scoreboard. Mike Tomlin should be their head coach for as long as he wants to be. Well, you know, uh, there's times when they want to fire him too. So it's, I don't know about the team. No, but the fans. Well, but sometimes you know that's. Well, I mean, Pittsburgh, obviously, I'm not saying anything people don't know, has historically been the one franchise that will stick with a head coach oh, three, forever. Three head coaches since 1969. Is it 69? Yeah. It's Chuck Noll and, and um, Cower. Yeah. And now Tomlin. Yeah. Three, think about it. So that's. And the Raiders have had, I think, 11 head coaches in 10 years or something like that. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It is I know you're serious. <laughs> it's something crazy. Um, you know, I mean, but. But, you know, they stick with it, and that's just an old franchise that uh, old school. You know, they have not changed. But, you know, it's just so week to week and, you know, kind of got off the, the sidetrack here. But this win for the Bucks certainly changes the whole perspective for this week because you're a game behind or considered half a game behind. Half but, a game behind. But you haven't played a game, so you don't know whether But they don't play this weekend. New Orleans doesn't. Nor right. does Atlanta. Yeah. So this, and that's a tough time to go up against the 49ers. So we, yeah, but you know, you got to play everybody on the schedule. Right, right. So 69 to now is what? 2051 seasons. Yeah. 52, 53, 54. So 55 seasons with three head coaches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess they know how to pick them, huh? That is incredible. What do they have? Six Super Bowls or something like that? No, that's. Well, they had five and then one for the thumb. Do they have six? I bet you they have more. Maybe they do. They are they have, because one, two. They the, the thing was at one time it was five three, and then four. one for the thumb. They have six. Okay. Yeah, because they had four during the late seventies mm-hmm. when they had all you know. Yeah, Terry Bradshaw is the powerhouse quarterback. <laughs> Nothing to do with the steel curtain. Nothing to do with the steel curtain. <laughs> no, it was no, all no. Terry Bradshaw. Yeah, yeah. Plus they had Lynn Swan. Yeah. And Stallworth. Right. Come and on. And Franco Harris. Come on. It was right there. And Larry <laughs> Webster, the center. Yeah, they were loaded. Yeah, and they didn't lose players because there was no free agency. Correct, correct. So, and then they won again in two thousand five, uh-huh. again here in Tampa in two thousand eight. Yeah, I was at that game. I was working that game. I was yeah. on the sideline. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. Uh, when, Against uh, the Cardinals, when um, Larry Fitzgerald scored what looked like it was going to be the game winning yeah. touchdown, I was about five feet away from him because I was standing wow. on the side. I was a get back guy for photographers. Kurt Warner almost got two Super Bowls on two different teams. Yeah. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Um, so anyways, so week to week, and this week is a good week at one buck to my, I will want to step back and, and, um, found it interesting that, uh, Todd Bowles went into the defensive meeting and kind of held a whole defensive thing from what, um, Devin White was saying, mm-hmm. but I, but I do recall because on last Monday we had a schedule change because coach was going to, yeah. was going to talk with, with the defensive guy. So whatever what was said or however it was done, I look at it two ways. One, it's great when a coach listens. You know, a lot, sure. of, a lot of coaches don't do that. A lot of coaches don't, 
don't pay attention to what's going on. But uh, he certainly has a pulse on the team right now, and he got them to play. So I love that. Now, can you do it two weeks in a row? We're going to find out. 11-point underdogs. So I liked um, talking about how – uh, the Bucks defense did a good job of, of containing Henry and, and you know, it kept them to six points and mm-hmm. 209 yards. Todd Bull's point was we needed to win on first down and they were aggressive. You know, there's lots yeah. there was, you know, run blitzes trying to hit Derrick Henry early. They needed to win on first down. Game starts out first down 15 yards. So right. again, it's first down another 15 yards. Like I didn't know this ahead of time that that was his emphasis, but in retrospect, you're like, boy, that's not a good start no. in terms of hitting yeah, that goal. Yeah, no, right, right. After that, the um, Titans had 25 more plays that were either first and 10 or there was one first and goal at the nine. Jeez. They scored a total – they gained a total of 40 yards on those 25 plays. 40 yards. Wow. On 25 first and 10s and first Not and even plays. two yards a play, according to my math. Right. See how quick I did Pretty that. good, man. I you mean, think? They, they succeeded. So when you look at the – Third downs, uh, Tennessee overall, I mean, considering they only had 209 yards and six points, you might think they would be, right. um, I don't know, two of 12 on third down or something. But they actually were six of 15, which is pretty good considering the situation. But you should see how it breaks down. Yeah. And I'm trying to open so this is So this is where numbers don't always tell you the story. Well, they do if you break them down enough. Oh, okay. They were 6 of 15 on third downs, mm-hmm. but they were 6 of 8 when they needed 6 or fewer yards, mm. and only 1 of 7 when they needed 7 or more. Wow. So it's a good thing that we won first downs mm-hmm. because they clearly showed they were capable of converting manageable third downs, but if you back them up to 7, oh, no, that was us. Sorry. <laughs> That's how good it was. Uh, they were 5 of 6. Mm-hmm. On uh, six yards in and one of nine wow. if they needed seven or more. And we got them into five third downs where they needed 11 or more yards, and they didn't get any mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. Some teams, we've had some problems with those third and 12s and stuff against some teams this year, right. but I don't think that the uh, Titans have that kind of offense. Right. They really don't have a lot. I mean, they got DeAndre Hopkins, but they don't have a ton of receiving talent. They're trying gonna, to fit, yeah. They're, they're try- not going to give the ball to Derrick Henry on third and 11, right? Right. So... I think I think that's a young team, or I think that's gonna that team is going to be good. I think they they may have a quarterback there that kid can certainly throw the ball, so that's a plus. Yeah, I mean um, he, he hasn't really proven anything yet. But no, interesting. he had one good game, then one bad game, and, and well, this one wasn't so great. In retrospect, looking at the second game he played, he didn't have any touchdowns, but he he played all okay. This yeah. was his worst of his three games. He yeah. didn't even complete fifty percent of his passes, right. but he was being hit constantly. Well, yeah, yeah. Which I'm kind of hoping that that carries over. That would Not be that nice. he gets hit. That Brock Purdy gets yeah, hit. Yes, exactly. Well, they got Trent Williams back this past week. Yep. So that's not good news because he's very, very good. No, they're back healthy. They're, uh, uh, would you uh, – um, McCaffrey didn't score a touchdown. They tried. And they still won. Everybody else scored. They tried to get him one. Did I you know, see that? I did because he would have had like – I don't know he's how many games. Counting playoffs, he's had a touchdown in 17 straight okay. games, um, which is an NFL record. Sure. Uh, they were just trying to keep it going. Which, So it was weird because Shanahan took out almost all the offensive starters, but right. left McCaffrey out there. And then in four straight plays from the 10 going in, they tried to get to McCaffrey either on handoffs or throws, and they right. didn't get him in. Right. And I'm thinking – is that worth risking an injury to the key player on your offense? I would say not, 
considering it was like 34. 34 yeah, whatever, yeah. I mean, you know, I can understand. I think that Shannon would probably be like, I'm not going to play scared. Well, the thing, too, is the 49ers are coming off a three-game losing streak. And their bye week. Uh, and their bye week. And Jacksonville was on a five-game win streak. So you thought that game was going to. Really, really? Yeah. I know you questioned me on this stuff, which is good. Keep me honest. Um, so you would have thought it would have been a. A, a, a really good game. A, yeah, really. And, and that goes to show. He's you know, right, y'all. They were. I was right. Uh, how about right. that? <laughs> um, that's that's why I always kind of chuckle whenever they start flexing, thinking who's what's a good game, what isn't a good game. Who you don't know anymore, and even even games that aren't high scoring, when they come down to a field goal at the very end, I still find that very exciting. So uh, this this McCaffrey thing, though, he, to me, it's a weird decision because he already had the record. He wasn't trying to break the record; they're just trying to keep it going. Right. Like if if Mike yeah. Evans was at nine hundred ninety seven yards at the end of the last game, and we wanted to throw it to right. him four times in a row, I would get that. But all you're doing, okay, now he's at eighteen and says seventeen, but right. he already had the record. And then if it happens again next week, are you going to do it again? Maybe. Are you just going to keep doing it again well, and again? At some point, I I like it. I'm sure players love it when coaches, coaches help them yes. reach statistical milestones, maybe. milestones or, or uh, contract incentives. I, maybe there's a contract incentive. For in a somewhere. streak of touchdowns. Maybe he He's just, got 13 touchdowns in nine games. Maybe he needed so many touchdowns for the year, and each one helps. They don't have to get it right then, though. But is they're destroying the Jags? If he yes. had a, if he had a uh, incentive for touchdowns, he's probably already hit it because he's got 13. Yeah. Which is insane. Correct. So, but yeah, that that uh, that was an interesting matchup, a uh, little disappointing for the Jags because I thought maybe they would play better. But that's just it was again, a bad game for yeah, them. Yeah, we're uh, back to week to week, week to week. What else you got there? What was your favorite moment? Um, Mike dragging that guy into the yeah, zone. that was too. Uh, my favorite moment was Mike doing that, and then my favorite moment um, at the stadium was. Uh, the young men and women at halftime taking the oath to join the military. Were they joining or, or re-upping? No, they were joining. These were all these uh, yeah, were all first all time new, into the yes, military. Yes, and um, salute to them. I kind of chuckled because uh, Gene Gene made me laugh because he he said how they took the oath and everything, and then he goes, "And tomorrow it's haircuts," <laughs> which I thought was great. That's a good line. But um, yeah, that was. Uh, that always, um, when I when I watch that, I I think um, how you know people make that decision, and that's not an easy decision because you could go to war. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and so for them, thank you because that's our freedom. So there you go. Cool. All right. What else you got? Um, well, I was just trying to look up an article on it because I want to know the details. But did uh, you see that uh, Denzel Perryman, the linebacker for um, Houston? Got suspended for three games Four. for repeated violations of against player safety rules. So he was getting fired uh, for oh, like yes. unnecessary roughness. Yeah, or yeah, I did see that. Um, Which I'm kind of surprised. That's, that's new, right? Yeah. Well, yes. I think they're turning up their efforts. Right. To, they're, the NFL keeps trying new and more ways to take those dangerous hits out of the game. But wouldn't that guy just be labeled a dirty player? Wasn't that old school? That that's he, what they would have done. Yeah. yeah. Right. But that's bad. Right. I mean, what's his what, – Vontez Perfect? How uh, the, How many games? Well, three, three. But I wanted to know if that had ever happened before. For, for No, I don't think so. I mean, he, 
Well, but you know what? He has been warned, though. No, that's why. It's because yeah. it's repeated really? infractions. Yes, yes. Sixth violation of this type. Wow. In his career. Okay. How many this year, though? Uh, well, he at least at least two because he got fined 66666 Wow. I don't know why that number in week two. Because they build those. They uh, find you more if you have a history of yeah, it. Yeah, you keep, yeah. Each time it this, goes this up. This article doesn't say whether this is a first or not, but it's just an escalation of their attempts to take dangerous hits out of the game. Which they should. And at some point, they'll keep going, and it'll be like, if your team draws too many of those, you lose a draft pick or something. Oh, They'll geez. keep doing it. Wow. The only problem for me on that is that it can be subjective to, to a point. Yeah, that's very, very and true. I, there's definitely guys... And maybe Perryman, with how many times he's done it, is one of them who deserve the fines and the penalties and then now the suspensions that they're getting. Um, but you've also seen the play because intent is not factored in. Mm-hmm. So we've all seen replays where you can tell the guy was trying to hit him with his shoulder and then the, the, the ball carrier kind of dropped. Dropped his head. Right. And without any intention, they go helmet to helmet. Right. And I feel bad for those mm-hmm. guys. Well, also the um – Personal foul against um, Will and um, Will Will Colston. He got a personal foul. Well, no, he was involved in it with um, ninety eight for them for us. Um, oh, geez, I'm having a, a, a moment here. What do you... when they, we had a personal foul? And honestly, it Anthony was Nelson. Anthony Nelson, right? And they called a personal foul. And the fact of the matter was. Oh yeah, they ran into each other. Yes. They never hit the Titan. Yeah, that was. They never hit the Titan. That's, that's one where you'd like to see replay and, involved. Right, right. I'm sorry. The, I should have uh, Anthony Nelson. I got the I ref was, makes a split second call based on what he thought he saw, which is understandable. Right, it looked like a violent play. But what happened was the they they said um, they had it wrong, the wrong number when it started, and then it went to Anthony Nelson. Because at first they said it was Will, and then it yeah. became Anthony Nelson. But, in, but like you said, they didn't hit the they guy. They didn't hit the they guy. Hit they hit each other. Hit each other. Yeah. 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 So that was kind of – and that well, was a good big news play. Is, the good news is that, that then he that means he almost certainly won't get fined. Right. Because when they look at the thing, they'll go, okay. Yeah, we missed that. flagged. Well, they won't say we missed court. it. They'll say, oh, he won't get fined. So he that's, won't get fined. Yeah. But that, that's what you're saying. It's I brought it up because it's a judgment call. So that's what you have to be careful of. Right. That's a, yeah. See how I roped that around I there? Do. All right. Anyway, well, we were the only team in the division to win this week. That's yeah. the kind of weekend you want. Go. It would be easier to do that with New Orleans and Atlanta off this coming week, but yeah. it's not easy, of course, to beat San Francisco. Nope. And then Carolina, they're playing somebody tough. <laughs> I mean, they're one and eight, but they're playing somebody tough. Yeah. Who is, who is That's who? a long year. Uh, I, I That's a tough year. Carolina's playing. Dallas. Dallas. Oh, I think so. Is that who it is? Um, that's, that's yep. my, yeah. Is it Dallas? Yep. Okay. Boy, Dallas. That means that'll be, uh, that means those poor people are going to be suffering across America having to watch the Dallas game because they're going to got to put the America's team on. Uh, who else does Dallas get to play? They, they follow playing the Giants with the yep. Panthers. Sure. And then the Commanders. Yeah. Well, I yeah. think they, they played the Rams. Well, they did play the Eagles just recently. But before that, they played the Rams uh, maybe without Matt Stafford. Yeah, maybe. Giants and Tommy DeVito. Yeah. The 1-8 Panthers. Yep. Mm-hmm. Although the, the rest Arizona. of it, Arizona. Uh, listen to this, though. Their last six games are Seattle, Philly, Buffalo, Miami, Detroit, and Washington. Well, they're going to find out how good they yeah, are. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's they're, a... they're only 2-3 and three on the road, and this game is mm-hmm. on the road. Okay. Maybe but, this is one of these... Totally like, I did not see that coming. <laughs> well, in this case, I don't want that to be. Uh-huh. Um, 
You do, think? Do you know how many? Do you know how many net yards the Cowboys had over the Giants and were the differential, the yardage differential in that game? Yeah, like wide, huge. <laughs> I have to get a calculator. Yeah, have to get a calculator. Come on, Scott, you can do the math faster I than that. I usually can. I know they had four hundred and sixty-eight more yards than the Giants. They had four hundred sixty-eight more, more yards. They had 640 yards to 172. That's two games. <laughs> they had <laughs> 32 saying. first downs. Maybe they don't have to play the Giants again because they can say that was two games. They've already played them twice. Oh, that's and right. And beaten them by a combined score of? 80,000 to nothing. Something similar. Yeah. Uh, 89 to 17. 89 to 17. They beat them 40 to nothing week one. <sighs> and they, they, they were winning this game like 49 to. I guess I guess if you start your season at 40 to nothing, that's a hard game. They were winning this game 42 to 7. And then uh, Giants got a couple scores. Yeah, there. and I kept yelling at the TV, switch. Switch to switch. Detroit-San Diego game. Yeah, switch. And, uh, they didn't, did um, they? No, they didn't. And then, I was, and then they finally switched to the Seattle game and saw Seattle. Well, oh, that was a good game. That was a good, very very good ending. At the, that was. But, I mean, when it's, when it's 40, 40, 40, the only people, the only people who cared about that game were the people in Dallas because honestly, the people in New York, when they're getting beat that bad, the bums, they're out of there. They're not gonna they're not gonna stick with their team okay. after that. Are are we are you specifically making fun of Giants fans? Are you sticking around when it's forty nine to seven? No. Okay. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Okay. So why are you why, if your own team is there, right? You're so why are you subjecting People across America oh, to watch the mean. Cowboys. Why are you doing that? You you have the choice to leave. Yes, if I, you're there. Yes, I, you know I understand. I get it. It, it. You know Dallas is a draw, and New York City is a draw. Those are that's a big metropolitan area. But honestly, at that point in time, you're looking for some entertainment value, <laughs> and there was none. So yeah, they never switch away from the Cowboys. No, they never do. They switched away from our game when we were getting. Did it? Yes. Yes, they took a they they switched from us because we were we, things weren't going very well for us. I can't remember what game it was. I don't know if it was this year or last year, but either way, they did. Well, we haven't been blown out a lot. No, I mean win win. Maybe it was the maybe it was the San Fran. No, I don't. Philly game. Oh, San Fran last year. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I don't what was that? Was that thirty something? Thirty five to seven. Ooh. Wow. That's Hope a, it goes better this time around. Yeah, I'm with you. Brock Purdy, you know, Brock Purdy. Yeah. 109.9 passer rating this uh-huh. year. He's struggling. He's had a couple <sighs> losses. Yeah, he's actually lost a few games, but the numbers still look amazing. Yeah. Yes. They're a well-coached team, though. And their that's, offense they, they, is schemed yeah. up really well. Yeah, they, they make adjustments, and they, they, you know, this is. You want a key matchup for that game? Yeah, give me one. Fred Warner. Oh. And Rashad White. Fred okay. Warner is probably the best middle-of-the-field linebacker in the NFL in terms of stopping the pass especially. All right, I'll he's, give you that. He's amazing. They they have allowed, since he joined the team, they've allowed the fewest completions in the intermediate middle area of the field by a long shot, and it's because of Fred Warner. He's uh-huh. an amazing pass-defending linebacker. He's good at all of it, but he's particularly good at pass events. So this Rashad White thing becoming more of a um, – Big part of our offense, uh-huh. getting him the ball and short passes. Right. I mean, the one he scored on was out to the sideline, so that's different. But think of the the long one in um, Houston, where he got like thirty three yards. Yeah. That was like sort of the middle of the field because he kind of leaked up, not out. 
and uh, and he then he made the cut back to the middle and to, to the two broke two guys' ankles and got thirty three yards. Fred Warner's going to be there in that case, uh, so beating him will be a lot more difficult. Um, I was reading where they struggle a little bit on their their on the outside, so maybe Chris and uh, oh really? Yeah, maybe Chris and Mike can. can I don't know much about their corners, going, except that they have something going on. Complicated there. names, but yes, it's very complicated. One of them is like Diamador Lenore. Well, that's pretty good. I think I got might have got that right. The um, do they still have? Tra- yeah, they have Traverius Ward, the yeah. chief. Mm-hmm. Um, but it the, will be Diamador Lenore, um, uh, Ambry Thomas. I've never heard of him. Mm. They don't appear to have a lot of corners. No, so maybe. But I don't. Uh, Hufunga, the safety is really good. Oh, they have Isaiah Oliver, the former Falcon, as their nickelback. Uh, I don't know if he's good or not. We're gonna find out. I mean. I don't know much about Diamondor Lenore. I know Charverius Ward was pretty good in Kansas City, mm-hmm. um, but I hope you're right about that. Well, I, it'd be nice to find some weakness. Well, yes. I mean, you're gonna have to go. You're gonna have to go in and play your best game. You're you're not gonna be able to skate through this one. All right. Do uh, you want to get some questions? Yeah, but you know what? Uh, just so you know, on Saturday it's gonna be raining out there, but on Sunday it'll be a, a high of 69, and. Um, Partly sunny skies, so it's going to be great football weather. Okay. Just so you know. Cool. Plan accordingly. All right. Questions? Okay. Answers. Um, first one is from Dan. Why don't you tell him how to send a question? Oh, yes. We love getting your questions. Not a ton of them this week. Uh, send your questions, your rants, your insults, <laughs> if you want to insult us. Uh, I'm open. Your uh <clears throat> You, you email it to saltydogs at buccaneers.nfl.com. All right. Okay, so this is from Dan in Eastlake, Florida, and I must have said something about where is Eastlake because so, he says at the end, Eastlake is a census-designed des- place. I wonder if that's supposed to be designated. Or Cenus? I don't know. I, I'm wondering if this is the word census with the S left out. Mm-hmm. So I technically live in Palm Harbor, Florida. Yeah, right, and that's what I said. Okay. Yeah, we had it. Pinellas County. You had it. I didn't. Yeah. Ahoy, Salty Dogs. I'm so happy we won this past Sunday. We needed it badly. It also feels great when everyone in your division loses and you're the only team that won your game. Yep. What made me laugh was seeing Tristan Wirfs running with the football. I haven't seen a big man run like that since the A-train Mike Allstadt. My question to you guys is, since you guys travel with the team, what stadium has been your favorite to visit, past and or present, since I've never been to a Bucks road game before? Oh. Also, do you have any crazy weather-related Bucks games that you can share with us? Keep up the good work and go Bucks! Wow. Uh, favorite stadium? We've, asked, we've, we've been asked this one before. Yeah. I mean, I always like Green Bay. Well, because of the historic it feels, value. It feels like football. When, when, you, when you walk into that stadium, you feel the history. That's, that's how I take it um i think the last time we pointed out uh minnesota's a be- minnesota's new stadium is yes. is beautiful mm-hmm. it's a great place now i do love the San Fran levi stadium's press box yes oh okay yeah, the food <laughs> the candy is the is yeah like we're in for best. a treat this week yeah i'm looking so forward to it because there's going to be licorice <laughs> oh i cannot wait and and then didn't, uh, yeah didn't pay you such a candy guy i'm not but when it's stuff like that i get okay. very very excited and it's a long flight back so either i'm going to be oh, you're going to load up i'm going to load up out of a cheerful yay we won or i'm going to load up oh gosh i got to get over this Eat loss your feelings yes uh, so, what, but but just stadium wise, yeah, I, I you know the Dallas Stadium isn't necessarily my favorite, but it is it does kind of overwhelm me with how just gigantic it yep. is. And and you kind of have to also say Raymond James Stadium with the pirate ship. And, but he means and, road stadiums. Okay, but I'm just saying is is that 
Well, you're not fitting the. Okay. You're not hitting the question. All right. I don't know what other. I don't. You know. I think Minnesota is comes to mind as. Yeah, as that's a, a nice, nice looking nice stadium. new stadium. Maybe Green Bay is. is just liking the, to be there. What I like about Green Bay is they modernized it, but they kept the integrity of an old school stadium. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Where in Chicago they had this really traditional stadium and they put a flying saucer on top of it. It's so weird. Yeah, it, which, you know, just totally ruined it. Um, I will say if we listed all of them, which would be. I'll give you another old school one that I like a lot and it's really, really loud and you know it very, very well. And that's Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah. I have ties there, so yeah, emotional. But that is that is a. It's just kind of architecturally though, kind of we, boring. Yeah, we go there next year. Oh, good. Either that, or we'll be playing with them in Germany because they have a they have, <laughs> they have a home game. That's our away game. Oh, they love going cool. to Germany. I would love to go back. Yeah, um, that's that's not a that I'm just you're just guessing. I'm just throwing stuff out there. Um, um, yeah. So weather wise, what's what? I'll just say if you rank all of them from. There'd be thirty of them, right? Because the the Rams yeah. and Chargers share a stadium in the Jets Giants. So number thirty would be the Superdome. Yeah. In fact, I would rank them fortieth out of the thirty stadiums. <laughs> Even with the new elevators, one new elevator. <laughs> There's two. Oh, whatever. Um, yeah, uh, that's probably it. And then um, weather stories. I you know the Minnesota trip. Yeah. Where we were trying to get out, and the, the, a big snowstorm hit, and we had mm-hmm. to go back into the. Terminal. Terminal. Yeah. And um, fortunately, there were some restaurants open, so yeah. people were eating and drinking. Our take. Having a pretty good time. That was when, that was before 9-11, where yeah. you could go into the terminal. You did. It was, you're <laughs> now okay. Now you'd be you're sitting fine. on the, ter- you're the sitting, Yes, time. you cannot go back. And, that would have yeah. been miserable. Yes. Um, yeah, Minnesota. I remember a game. In, that was like in the 90s, because it was Sam yes. White, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. I remember going to Minnesota, like my first or second year. And they had 30 inches of snow wow. when we flew in. Wow. And um, it took us forever. Back then, we had to have a satellite truck with, um, it's called dry pairs, which are wires. And we had to dig through the snow trying to find <laughs> wow. the dry pairs. That's a good story. I, I do remember that. And, and your biggest fear back then during a game is if it snowed or it got cloudy, it would, it would block your satellite dish. So if it snowed, you had to had the guy go out and scrape the, you know, brush the snow. This is ninety one, ninety two. Okay. Okay. So that was before they came up with all this new technology. But uh, yeah, we've been very, very, we've been very, very fortunate. I think probably the most miserable game I've been in was in um, Champaign, Illinois. Oh, yeah. oh, that night game, it was so cold. And the wind was howling. Yes. And it, the stadium's open at one end. It, yes. So the, st- the wind was going in one direction the entire way. And there's no heat in our in our broadcast oh, booth. Wow. It, w- I felt like I was a hamburger getting heated by a heat lamp. Wait, was heat above you? Yeah, well, they had heat lamps. They oh, had, God. you know, like, like in restaurants, that you know. awful. It was. It was horrible. Remember Green Bay used to have the um, little radiators sure. in their press box. Yeah. With the, uh, that's what we had in our dorm rooms and, and, mm-hmm. and uh, classrooms at Northwestern, Yeah, you too. put your mittens on them to dry. Uh, yeah, but it was, su- <laughs> it was such dry heat mm-hmm. that you would just be like, oh, so uncomfortable. You know, if you, if you have a radiator in your house and it's very, very dry and that's your dry heat, just, just take a pot of water and put it on top that will moisturize the air okay just, just a little tidbit there or you could just get a a humidifier, humidifier. <laughs> yeah but i'm talking cost 
cause effectiveness yeah, here. Yeah, I guess so. All right. Um, uh, yeah, so that's it, right? Uh-huh. We answered that question. Yep. There was – in that Chicago or Champaign game, we won 15 to nothing on five Martin Gramatica field goals, and all of them went in the same direction because yeah. you had no chance of making a field goal in the other direction. Crazy. Um, okay, moving on. Also, I guess you could say the time that our – few years ago when we had to take our bye week in week one because of our hurricane. Right. That sucked. Right. Or when we had to go to LSU to play a game because of Katrina and the Superdome was done. And they, they were rebuilding. They played their whole season there. Yeah, and they were rebuilding the stadium but, at the time. And there were wires hanging, you know, all over the place because they were rebuilding oh, it at the time. This is at LSU. LSU. Yeah. Ronda had uh, three picks in that game. Yeah. Okay, from Alexander in, in Brazil. Okay. Ahoy, salty ones. Hope this finds you both well. Sorry, Mr. Smith, I had no idea that your job gets harder after games like the one we had in Texas, and it made a whole lot of sense after your explanation. I just mentioned Mr. Ryan's work because T.J. Reeves said it on nothing but bucks. Hopefully this last one was a little easier on you. It definitely yeah, was. it was. Have a nice trip to California. If I'm not asking too much, bring us another win, please. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. Well, you guys got to do some mer- merchandising. It's not, not only me asking. <laughs> okay. Since you did, thanks for reading. All right. Always good to hear from him. Okay, next one here is from Jerry Owens. Doesn't say where he's from. Uh-huh. Greetings, Salty Ones. What a fantastic win on Sunday. Uh, yes. That's the way you want to see your defense bounce back after a rough game against the Texans. I noticed during the game we used a lot more four-down lineman sets on defense. Ooh. Got to love letting the big fellas up front go hunt. Even had Vita Vea land up at the end when he got the first sack. We wow, talked, we talked very, about that. Yeah, he's very observant. He made that look too easy. My question for this week is, do you think we can win six of our last eight games? I think we can if we keep playing like we did on Sunday. Yes. I know you do. You always say uh, this. I, I, yeah, I, I said in the beginning I thought we were going to get the 10 wins, and I still feel that way. Wow. You know, it's, that it's, would take six more. It would take six more. Yeah. I mean, you're going to have to you're going to have to play. Now, I know everyone's thinking, well, you know, you're probably not going to beat the 49ers. And, well, you, know, you can't take that and, for granted. No, you can't. You can't take any game for granted. If we win the game against San Fran, I might get on board with you. Because okay. then we would only have to win five of seven. All right. And I think, at least on paper, the toughest remaining game for us is San Francisco. Yeah. Um, you know, I've thought Jacksonville would be tough all along, but they've kind of looked good sometimes and not others. Mm-hmm. Green Bay's been up and down. Atlanta's had some troubles. Carolina's one and eight. We got two games left against them. Indy is hard to figure. Um, and New Orleans again. We already beat New Orleans. Yeah. We get them at home. So right. I mean, you can you can convince yourself of most of these having a good chance to win them. But everybody's looking at but, their schedule, saying the same thing. Yes. Oh, good, the Bucks Very are coming. We should yes. be able to beat them. Yep, yep, yep. So you know, got to play the game. You are correct. But yes, I I think it's very doable. I I think it's not it's not going to be a stretch, but it's going to be. Uh, where you got to play good ball. That's all there is to it. You know? Okay. All right. What else? I was trying to look something up real quick. Oh, okay. Um, because he said we were in four down line. You know, we were talking about the Buffalo Bills and that they fired their offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. Did you know they fired Leslie Frazier, their defensive coordinator? They did that before the season. But yeah. I think they was made it before it, the season? I think they made it be more like a um, like a uh, mutual oh, parting of, of the ways. Uh in radio, we call that uh, philosophical differences. Here's the thing. Unfortunately um, for Jerry, the stats don't back up the idea that we were in four down linemen a lot. Oh, really? Does he mean four? Did he say four? Well, uh, we, only, we only had four down linemen on the field for five of the 59 plays. Well, he did spot it, though. Give him credit but for that. But I think part of it is three down linemen is our base defense. We do three down linemen and two linebackers. Uh-huh. And um, 
a fourth is kind of an exact exact package, not a thing we do very often. Because mm-hmm. um, you do three and the two outside linebackers and the two off-ball linebackers and four defensive backs. Right. And then when you bring in a defensive back, you usually take off one of those defensive linemen. So we had 35 plays with only two of them on the field. Uh, you know, often that's Vita and Kalija. Right. And we had 19 plays with um, in base, basically. Three down linemen, two outside, two inside linebackers, and four defensive backs. Huh. All of this is according to... NFL next gen stats. Right. Okay. All right. What else you got? Moving on. Last one. All right. Richard, man, he told me how to pronounce this last time. Oh, there it is. Richard Terra Oka from yeah. San Gabriel, California. Terra Oka. Terra Oka. San Gabriel. Good morning, Saltineers. Mm. The bleeding has stopped for now. Really glad to see the team respond to last week's game. The way the defense played is what Todd Bowles is known for. Glad to see the grave diggers bury the other team. It's it's unfortunate that it had to take an embarrassing loss for that to come back out. I just hope it's something they can continue to do week in and week out for the rest of the season. Mostly, I want to see Carlton Davis come back and totally redeem himself. Jim Carrey voice from Dumb and Dumber. I don't remember that line in no, Dumb and Dumber. No, I don't either. Totally redeem. I don't remember yeah, that line. I, it's never been one of my favorite movies. I do like, all our pets' heads are falling off. I like that one. Yeah. Okay, he's been getting a lot of criticism, and, and rightfully so. Okay. Let's, fair. Let's, kind of fair. I mean, one we're game. talking about one game. Yeah. So in, in, If you talk about the Houston game, the criticism is valid. He wasn't the only one, though. Correct. And he was the one that said when you play like that, you... you, you yeah, the criticism yeah. Is, accepted. is... Yes. Yeah, expected. So I would love to see him get back to the grave, grave diggers, Carlton Davis, we all know. There's no reason why he shouldn't. No. He's a talented player still in his prime. Correct. And we've seen him do very well. Right. Maybe playing more, maybe they'll continue to play more press man coverage, and that'll and help that'll him get make back him, in a group. Yeah, make him feel like he, you know, that, that's his strength. Secondly, I want to take the time to acknowledge the audio team. I have noticed the last several weeks that during press conferences, we, the listeners, can hear the media questions a lot louder now. We got spoiled during the pandemic when all the press conferences were on Zoom. Yeah. Since they started doing the pressures at the podium again, it was so hard to hear the media questions. Can you give some insight on the change? Please send my acknowledgement to the audio team. Thanks for taking the time, and as always, go Bucks. Well, I, I think it just depends on where the press conference is. Like in our downstairs in our room, there are microphones that they can lift yeah, up. Yeah, I think that's hit. what he's talking about. Not like the yeah. Friday one off the field. Yeah, Friday one off the field, You're it, that's, that's just called a walk-off. So you're not you're not going to get and everybody's the, mics are on a yeah, rake. Yeah, right. Um, but uh, it might also be post production. Now we don't have anybody anymore standing because I had to do this a few times standing up front pointing the, a question mic. No, what, did we, we have the mics hanging from the? We have mics hanging from the ceiling, and then they're remote controlled by when uh, whoever's at the podium gets done talking. Then whoever's gonna, they you know, a question's gonna come. You they go turn ahead. it to that mic. You turn it right. to that mic. So the, yes. in other words, the um, the answer to the question here is that these uh, mics hanging from the ceiling are an improvement over the correct the shotgun that, mics. And whoever's doing the whoever's doing the switching is doing a good job. Yeah, that would be Jason Turner. Jason Turner. Here. So I'll make now, sure to pass that along. Yeah. Now it, at the stadium, it's a smaller and a more of a soundproof room. Hmm. It's not as large as the studio room is so at home in there there's microphones hanging down too now on the road usually you're in a small you don't know what you're going to get yeah you're in a confined area usually but they still have uh they they still try to mic it up and a lot of times too 
it's post-production. They may be going back in and they're looking at the audio and try to boost it. Yeah, you can find ways to, it's very time consuming, but you can do it. That may be it. So I'm glad you noticed because that isn't, I, 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 it's funny because I feel the same way when you, and then you try to guess if you can't hear the question, then you're hearing the answer. It's kind of like Jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) The coaches up there going, this player had the worst game I've ever seen. You're like, who is he talking about? Well, depending on how the game went, (laughs) here's 53 choices. (laughs) 48. Oh, why only 48? Because only 48 players are active on game. Oh, and in this past case, 47, because one of them didn't play. That would be our third quarterback. Nope. No. Who didn't? Well, the third quarterback's inactive. The second quarterback, Kyle Trask, normally normally is a DNP, but he came in for the kneel down. Oh. So he actually played in the game. Mm. How about that? So So I just got an email from Topher Wagner at the league office. Yeah. I guess I'm not the only person on the email. It's hidden. But I'll just pass this along. Although it might be too late by the time people listen to this. I didn't get it. I hope that you're all doing well. I wanted to let you know that an all-new episode of Inside the NFL on the CW Network airs tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Oh, yeah. And Pacific Time. Right. The show will recap all of the Week 10 action and include mic'd up content from Mike Evans. Yes. And the Bucks win over the Titans. Correct. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Since we this will probably post tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah. Wednesday. But but it gets played different places. Yeah. So try. Yeah. Uh, so the CW, uh, look for that. Yeah. And I'm sure you can see it also uh, afterwards online on CW Network. Well, it, it, it was, presumably it was us that mic'd him up, right? Uh, no, NFL Films oh, mic'd him up. Okay. We mic'd up Levante David. Well, that'll be fun. So yeah, be watching that on Bucks.com. Oh, you know, speaking of Bucks.com, I had a discussion about you know how people ask how come they can't listen to the radio. And I was talking about geo-mapped. Well, I did a little research and found out that if you have Buccaneers.com on your laptop, it's not blocked. It's only blocked on the app. Interesting. Yes. So I checked with our people here, and they assured me that that was the case. So I have no way of testing it last week because we were in Tampa, and it wouldn't be geo-blocked. That being said, in San Francisco, I do have my laptop up, and I'm going to test my theory here. So that would be a boon to, like, the guy yeah. who asked us from Germany. Yes, or the guy who was in California wanted to hear it in different ways, if you remember I that. I would think these people have already looked on the website. Well, but you know how sometimes you go to a website, and it's kind of tricked to figure out where uh, something is? So I'm going to do a little recon. Okay. All right? All right. How's, how's a service to our... Listeners and Buccaneer fans. Yes, everywhere. everywhere. Okay. All right. That's, that's all it. I got. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna. It's a little shorter version of the salty dogs. Not really. Uh, yeah. We're only about an hour and ten minutes. Really? Yeah. We started at four twenty-six. Something like that. Well, maybe maybe I didn't start the clock. Cl- yeah, like four twenty-six. Yeah, it was later because you said four and I got sidetracked. Okay. It happens. All right. Those are. Those are things that, that come about. And this is I, not the most exciting way for us to end this. Podcast. No, but I must say it's a cloudy, rainy day. It is. And it's dark and it's almost dark. And ugh. it has it was not a um, typical Tampa storm. No. today. Usually we get the hard rain and the storm comes in and out quickly, but really pounds you. Today was just kind of a mist all day. We had a Seattle kind of day. Yeah, we had a Seattle. Kind yeah. Of day. All right. Very good. Thanks for. Uh, for handling all the stuff that you do, Scott. (laughs) Thank you for setting this podcast up. (laughs) And since you did, thanks for listening.